Welcome to the Nerdy Bible Podcast. The Nerdy Bible is a nonprofit aimed at bridging the gap between Jesus and the modern world. We believe that the greatest way to learn is to wrestle, especially when it comes to our faith. We exist to provide a space where questions are welcomed, doubts are discussed, and all are invited to pursue a deeper understanding of who God is. On today's episode, we look at Season 1, Episode 5, The Chosen. Here we follow Jesus and his early disciples as they make their way to a wedding in Cana. Meanwhile, we find John the Baptist imprisoned with an unlikely visitor. This episode marks the beginning of a path that can't be undone as Jesus performs his first miracle. We really enjoyed today's podcast and worked through a lot of questions we had on scripture and the show. Thanks for listening. Let's get right into today's episode. Welcome to the Chosen Companion Series. We are here uh, back with you guys for episode five. My name is Mike uh, from Showboys, and I am joined, uh, as always, with my good friend James from the nerdybible.com. So uh, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great. Just uh, ready for another fantastic week of podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Jeez. Uh, I feel like... Um, yeah, it's like every night I have something podcast related going on. It's really fun. Um, but I don't know what happened that made it so busy. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just I feel like there's something every night with Showboys. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way because it's a lot of fun to do. And um, I'm glad you're having fun mm-hmm, uh, I am. doing this. Uh, this is my first series, so I'm excited. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were both just talking about how. We thought uh, last week, episode four, um, was a really fun episode to do. And uh, yeah, I just like it. Last week was was really fun. And I I think you might have been able to tell during the episode, but like uh, I was, you know, having <laughs> revelations in real time as we were talking about the things we were talking about. So it was, re- it was really fun. And um that's the point. Really right? made me think, and uh, I hope that it was able to make any of you listeners out there uh, think about the things we're talking about. Because um, yeah, like you just said, that's that's the whole point. So, um, yeah, man, how was your week? It's been it's been a week, huh? Yeah, it's hard because this is on. I was on a Monday, so it's like, how's your week? Well, <laughs> let's get into it now. Um, if you're referring to last week, it's been great just enjoyed a weekend tried Mm -hmm. to do some fall things and uh you know it's it is that time of year it is but i mean what do you do when you have a three-month-old you (laughs) push push her around in a you know yeah a stroller and you know said but yeah no it's it's good man how was your week (laughs) look at all the pumpkins you're never gonna remember this (laughs) yeah no i get it (laughs) no we Um, actually went to one and they were like $28, $28, please. And we looked at each other and we're like, no. Yeah, she, <laughs> she shouldn't count. Come well, on. no, we just left because we're like, what are we going to do? Put my three month old on a pony? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, like... Come on. Let's go on the hayride. Hold uh-huh. on tight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it was, it was a good weekend. This was a weekend. Um, <laughs> once uh, in the last, I don't know, maybe month and a half maybe pushing two months where we like didn't have any plans. Mm. And so we just kind of like hung out around the house and like Saturday we 
we cleaned up like the first half of the day and I have three, three kids under the age of seven. So by Saturday evening, it was a complete disaster again. (laughs) (laughs) And then Sunday, uh, we just kind of, you know, hung out. It was nice. It was a much needed weekend at home. Um, cause I like, like podcasting, uh, my life in general has just been extremely busy and I have no idea why. Just like, I'm telling you, it's so weird. It's like every weekend, all summer long, there was uh-huh. a birthday party. Yeah, that seems every to be... single weekend. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah, I haven't hit that yet. Um, but well, I mean, I feel like there's a lot in summer. I don't know. Maybe there's some reason for that. I'm sure, yeah. you can do the math. But yeah, I'm not, not sure what that reason would be. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it just uh, I haven't hit the point where my weekends are full of birthdays so hopefully we don't get there because <laughs> yeah. i like my weekends um yep enjoy them <clears throat> while they exist so we'll just uh we'll jump right in we're back here uh episode five uh this one's called the wedding gift and um yeah it was it was a really good one this one uh here's the synopsis in Jerusalem, 8 AD, Mary and Joseph find the missing 12-year-old Jesus teaching in the temple. In Cana, 26 AD, Mary helps her friend prepare for her son's wedding. Nicodemus interrogates the detained John the Baptizer concerning signs and wonders. Thomas and his business partner, Rama, prepare uh, wine for the wedding. Jesus and his students make their way to the wedding while John the baptizer explains his ministry and Jesus's ministry to Nicodemus. During the wedding, Thaddeus and little James share how Jesus called them. Thomas and Rama worry as wine as the wine runs low. Mary immediately asks her son to intervene on behalf of the bridegroom's family, recalling uh, finding young Jesus in the temple and tells the servants to do everything Jesus says. Jesus instructs them to fill the jars with water, and they obey. Yet Thomas expresses doubts. Jesus prays his readiness to the Father, turning the water into wine. When the wine is served, the master of the banquet exclaims it is the best he has ever tasted. Thomas and Rama accept the invitation to join and meet Jesus in Samaria in 12 days. Uh, So, yes, we're back here um, with Jesus. We're kind of picking up right where... Episode four left off. Um, Simon, you know, the beginning, well, before Simon, uh, the very beginning of the episode, it's a little flashback. Uh, like mm-hmm. I said here, we're back in 8 AD, um, where Mary is running around downtown Jerusalem, uh, worried sick because she lost her son. Um, and when, when she finds Jesus, uh, her husband, Joseph, is is with jesus and i thought this was really interesting i don't know if you noticed but it's the same actor who played joseph from the Mm -hmm. pilot which was awesome yeah like ah he looks so familiar um (laughs) i love that um but yeah so uh it turns out jesus had been missing for does it say in the description no he was missing for like was it days or like a day or like a very very long time like more than just like an 30 minutes or an hour 
Yeah, he was. Uh, it's a total. So it's in Luke two. This is like the one story you get of of like young Jesus. That's not like infant Jesus. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to, trying to classify it. Um, but it says for after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of teachers. So I, I'm assuming that's from the point at which they left, realized he wasn't there, went back. <laughs> the classic um, i feel i feel like mary are we forgetting something yeah. like i just something is <laughs> you said you had jesus which is um. so like <laughs> it's such a crazy idea because i mean it's literally like i mean i'm assuming much of what they have is like they're they're riding by donkey and or mm. or what you know i mean that's a that's a big oversight i mean i guess if you're like riding yeah. with a giant caravan or something but like, yeah she know? did say something about a caravan but still like after everything that happened surrounding the conception and birth of this child wouldn't <laughs> you, you one think, job <laughs> yeah wouldn't you think like his uh i don't know well-being is of utmost importance <laughs> A little ir- irresponsible yeah. there, Mary and Joseph. But then you got to think too, like what other? He had brothers. That's true. So, like, who else was? And why didn't they speak up? Maybe they're not young. I don't know. I don't know. If, it's I'm like uh, Jesus is... it's it's just like um, you know, Home Alone, <laughs> Jesus edition. We. <laughs> <laughs> We forgot uh, him again. <laughs> yeah, but unlike unlike Kevin, uh, mm-hmm. he's not Kevin. watching watching movies and eating ice cream for breakfast. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, he is found uh, mm-hmm. in the temple, and uh, at least uh, in the show, he um, is in the ten- temple amongst the the teachers and rabbis. And uh, Joseph says he was actually teaching, which of course took uh mary by surprise um <clears throat> but uh the big importance of this scene in the episode at least is uh you know mary is like worried and she's like uh i forget exactly i forget exactly what she says doesn't she say something like it's it it's not your time or it's not yet your time i forget exactly how it's worded but um basically mary's I- like you know, it's, I think it's, that's a... it, it's not time yet. Uh, and Jesus replies, if not now, when? Right? Is that one? It definitely happens at the beginning of the episode. Uh, I just forget the exact wording of those two phrases because there's a callback to that at the very end of the episode. Um, <clears throat> pretty sure it is, yeah, th- if not now, when? I'm looking it up now, but in scripture, it says, um, she's like, why have you treated us like this? We've been looking everywhere for you, you know? And that's when he's like, didn't you, why were you looking for me? Didn't you know I'd be in my father's house? And that's the, they actually, it seems like they stayed, stayed true to his, um, what he says, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't know. It's too early for all this. Okay. All right. So she says it's too early for all. And 
and then dot 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 this like very like just like <laughs> <laughs> like i know this is coming i know one day but like not now dude yeah <laughs> you know like and he's like if not now when you know so yeah. i i think they actually did pretty good with that um without like straying too far from yeah i that's <laughs> too that's actually pretty funny i didn't really pick up on like her her doing that like yeah yeah um <clears throat> yeah great I, I, they like we've said this whole time they just do a really great job of like humanizing this story mm-hmm. um because yeah that's that's <laughs> i feel like that's what a parent would say <laughs> like it's it's too early for this whole yeah. thing like <laughs> this, I, yeah. I just yeah you're like 12 dude uh-huh. like, go on give me a break like, or what is he eight i don't know i forget yeah. <clears throat> that eight that yes eight. oh yes eight um so yeah so oh, no 12 oh okay okay yeah 12 it is um so that that's kind of like the cold open of the episode here uh, and then uh, we get into the uh, the, the episode. Um, Simon is returning uh, from you know the miracle here uh, from the end of episode three. He's coming back home, and uh, he oh shoot, what's his wife's name? Why can I never remember her name? Um, he comes back home, and he uh, tries to explain to his wife what just happened and uh, i i love this because like how do you explain that <laughs> how, how do you explain uh first off a miracle just in its own right but like that specific one where just fish are literally jumping out of the water into your boat like by the bucket full um <clears throat> But he, he's sitting here trying to explain the impossible, explain this miracle that um, just like most literally saved his family uh, from their their massive debt to the Romans. And then proceeds to tell her that not only did this happen, but the person that did this is the Messiah, the one that they've been praying for their whole lives. Um, you know, the the lamb of God, the one who will forgive the earth of its sins. Uh, and like, <laughs> if you didn't believe the miracle, if you didn't believe that here's, you know, a third one for you. Uh, <laughs> he called me to follow him. Uh, I hope you're not mad. <laughs> and she, uh, you know, she reacts, she, she turns away, she's crying and he thinks she's upset or mad and and she's like why would i be mad like this is awesome like you you need to go um which i thought i thought was pretty cool but um it i wonder like if you were in his his wife's shoes like how would you have taken that whole conversation and i wonder what like made it so easy for her to just be like yeah go uh, maybe it's just because i have like a skeptical mind yeah i would have been like what are you talking about like <laughs> you're going away with who yeah who's <laughs> it know, some like... random bearded dude threw some fish in your boat and you're just gonna leave 
<laughs> you know, I, I thought about this. I don't know. Were you asking me at that time? Are you done? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I, I think about myself. And so like when I get like super jacked about something, like I'm super excited, I just get all like, rambly how he is it's very similar to it and i was like watching i was like man that's just like it's just like me when i'm excited i'm like and there's these fish and then they hit the boat and the boat flip, and it's like you know and you're just this just uh what's the word just eccentric is that the, mm-hmm. is that the right word yeah um and so i think for her i'm looking at it because i've always wondered this too i'm like what do you mean they said follow me and then they just left their families <laughs> and like, but that's the yeah. reality of it. Like that yeah. is the literal reality of like, of, of the disciples leaving. And I think sometimes we, we, we downside, like we, we just don't like put enough. Yeah, we do. Bag. We gloss over the fact that like they're leaving their families. For instance, um, spoiler alert, uh, Matthew's going to get called in a future episode i mean that's the first book of the new test i don't think i'm correct <laughs> i can't believe you <laughs> but Chris like the flip desk he has a dog where's a dog go yeah. like you know what i mean like there's quite like you get these questions and I, that's not scripture i don't think you find the dog in scripture <laughs> but the reality is like they they're leaving something and so her reaction i think though too if you look at how skeptical of a person um he is and how like just, I mean, when Andrew first told him about it, he's like, dude, stop. Yeah. Like this, I don't know what you're talking about. So I think for her to see him like this, like, and there's, there's also a difference to him. Like he is happier and more like full of life than he has ever been portrayed in this show. So I think there's a level of like, you asked how, sorry, this is a long way to get there, but yes, how she believed. I think it's just like, or how she would react to it. What was your initial question? Yeah, pretty much like, uh, like how is it so easy for her? Yeah, to be like oh, oh that's yeah. what it is. You're, I think you're she totally just right. Get out of here. She just truly <laughs> believes. Like there's a belief yeah. there that's that's lacks any doubt, and I think that's that's why. And I yeah, mean, portraying in her, like there's no doubt in her mind that this person is, which is weird because that means she trusts her husband like fully because me i'm like you know i'm gonna be like all right well you know what let me let me read into this a little bit more too before you know it's like anything i mean just to picture any decision you make as a family you're like yeah let me let me think about this for a moment yeah yeah i think um i think it it has to start with her having the devotion and like faith that she has in mm-hmm. in her belief structure of you know their uh i can't really call it christianity because it wasn't that yet right uh but her like belief in the scriptures and of the coming messiah um like she was solid and just like you said uh seeing where simon was when we met him in this series you know very jaded and like uh like run down right mm. uh skeptical uh not you know very self-reliant not reliant on god and uh in the way that they they were uh their family was 
and then seeing him come back explain what happened and and this like renewed passion for their beliefs um yeah i think you're you're right she just noticed like that complete 180 degree mm -hmm. turn uh from where he was and how he is now that uh and like what he is telling her is aligning with what she believes right mm -hmm. so i think that makes it easy for her to be like well i mean why wouldn't you go follow the messiah if he called you to follow him you silly goose get out of here <laughs> see ya yeah <laughs> you know like <laughs> it it's so quick to and and one thing that i i think in these moments i i look at at, at the show for example and i don't know how factual this is but like they always seem to be talking about the messiah and i know that that's like a I don't know. I'm trying to understand that the actual culture because it's uh, uh, why can't I Malachi, right? Is that the last? Why am I having? But yeah, I think it's Malachi. So I think it's like 400 years. That was the last book of the what you would call the Old Testament or the First Testament. But it's Malachi, mm. and then there's like these 400 years of like just silence, and it's like they're always seem to be talking about the Messiah here. Maybe it's just because it's a show about Jesus, and that's like their creative liberty, but like they just always seem ready. And that, have you noticed yeah. that in the show? Like they're always like, it, it's cool. He's about to be here. It's here. Yeah. Like he's, he's on his way and, and he's going to come. And so that is I don't a good know. point. Cause like, yeah. in that 400 years, like God's not speaking through the prophets anymore. Like, like why are they so ready? You know, like it's been 400 years. Maybe, I mean, I think also, I guess maybe like, I mean, I may, I, I think they have a perception of time at this point. There's a calendar. I mean, I don't think it's as, as, as maybe, you know, I mean, the, the Julian calendar, but that's, no, that would have been, no, that's not formed yet. All right. So either way, like, I wonder if they understand that, like, cause the Egyptian, um, the Exodus that was 400 years. Mm -hmm. And, and so I wonder if they know, I wonder if they have a perception of that. I don't know. Maybe that's just like, <laughs> I'm going to have to do some digging on my own here, but like, I just, it's something that I'm just Look now out like, for kinda, a new blog post on the yeah. Bible.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, they're just always mentioning, and maybe that's just the, the show and maybe that's just what they yeah. do. And, and so, but it's just something yeah. I noticed. No, that's a, it's a valid question valid valid thing to think about that's for sure um but yeah so so he he leaves to go follow jesus uh and then let's just follow because there's a lot of jumping around in the episode between uh the wedding stuff and the the jesus arc and the nicodemus john the baptizer arc uh, I believe those are the only two things jumping around, right? It well, yeah. It, I, I count like the the new students and Jesus traveling to the wedding, the wedding preparations, and then Nicodemus and John, right? Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so uh, since we're talking about Simon, let's just talk about the journey to the wedding and the wedding itself. Um, 
so do you you want to kind of you know guide us through the the traveling to the wedding and the little group of you know young disciples yeah i mean they're just they're i mean it's pretty i think it's a pretty straightforward scene they're they're leaving and it shows simon and andrew like they're walking to a bus stop and they got their, you know, they got got their, their little backpacks little lunch bags. boxes yeah and they're <laughs> there were i think they're it's there's this like i think they did a good job of um giving this like excitement of like I think they think there's this going to be this like instant um, like change to things, you know, like, like, like they're about to watch Jesus, like flip everything in the next like few days. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they're kind of like the way they're walking. I don't know. They just, I don't think they understand how long of a process this is. So it's kind of cool to see that, um, especially that like, you know, they're all going to be, well, a lot of them martyred and you know there's a lot of like there's a lot of things that's going to happen in the future that like they just don't understand and here they are walking with their backpacks that's what i think yeah. of when i when i see this scene yeah it's um, very very like uh first day of schoolish. yeah like, it uh, is it, uh, exactly treatment uh-huh um, i and love the all... conversation that uh simon and andrew are having though where like they're like they don't want to make a bad first impression and they yeah. don't want to like look like dorks. And they're like, uh, I wonder if anyone else packed their lunch or like, yeah. <laughs> like what are they going to think if we're the only ones yeah. that show up with, with uh-huh. our lunch. And um, I'm not nervous. You're nervous. I'm not you yeah, know, yeah. Like, going back and forth. <laughs> I love it. Um, and Simon is there to, to kind of like level out Andrew, which is uh, funny. Cause Simon kind of needs leveled out most times. Um, but he's just like, you know, we're, we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna get th- things right, maybe. And that's okay. Because, uh, like, he, he used the example of when they learned how to fish, like, uh-huh. you know, how did we, how did, how did our father teach us how to fish? And Andrew's like, he didn't. <laughs> he's like, that's right. We sat and we watched. And then when it was our turn, we tried. And we failed and we learned and that's how, and I don't know. I just thought that was uh, an interesting um, little tidbit from Simon. Uh, But yeah, they're just, they're there to tag along and watch and, Mm -hmm. and learn from Jesus. And then, um, you know, as we see, spoiler alert, uh, when he's gone, they then, proceed to continue um and and use the things that they learned which is pretty cool uh, but yeah so that's going on and and simultaneously we have thomas and rama who are uh, preparing the feast and the wine and all that fun stuff for the wedding celebration uh as you know that that's their business i believe rama's father like is the owner of the vineyard um and you know this is thomas's job to uh basically cater these weddings these wedding parties and we see right off the bat uh the kind of personality that thomas has where he's very um 
very attentive analytical. to detail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was trying to figure out the, the appropriate <laughs> word. He's very analytic. He's very like, you know, counts his P's and Q's, make sure all of his ducks are in a row. Um, and we see a, a funny thing. I made a joke with my wife because, you know, she is very much like Rama in this scene. And I'm very much like Thomas where it's like, yeah, three three jar, jugs of wine. Are we sure that's going to be enough? Shouldn't we bring a fourth? And Rayma's like, no, man, we're fine. We'll be <laughs> fine. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they weren't they weren't fine. They should have brought the fourth. Um, but it, but it was just a, a good introduction of the personality there of Thomas. And um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but. No, it's a good contrast with them. It shows they're. Wait, are they married? Or no? Not no, not okay. In... I mean, I don't know if okay, they ever know. were at some point, but in this episode, at this point, no, uh, no. no. Yes, yeah, so I was thinking too. I don't even think, I don't, I don't know. I don't see anywhere that said this might be a creative liberty that. Um, that Thomas was one of the servants. I think this, uh, I think it's a creative Liberty just see, so I don't know if you, if you picked up on that, but um, you find the, the, the miracle of Cana in um, John, which they introduced John being one of the people that are, that is uh, on the, the trip with them. Oh yeah. Just Let's to, go yeah. over uh, the, the disciple or the, the, the traveling group with Jesus. We yes. Simon, so you, we have Andrew. Uh-huh. We have Mary. Mary, James, John, Thaddeus, and and James. Um, and James. Big James, little James. Yeah, big James, little James. And I I think it was this episode that really made me understand how confused I am. Of like <laughs> who is who is actually who and like so that is on my like my to-do list is to figure out where I went wrong. <laughs> yeah, for some reason I I thought that little James was Thaddeus, but he's not. He's little James. <laughs> and Thaddeus is the stone cutter, right? Uh um... that we that uh has a nice little conversation with Mary at the wedding celebration about apprenticing with the stone Mason. Yes. Um, that was a really good conversation. Uh, yeah. So, so Thomas and Rama, they head off, uh, towards the wedding. Uh, meanwhile, Mary is, uh, Jesus's mother. Mary is, uh, had traveled to the wedding party early to help her friend uh, kind of set up uh, because her friend's son is getting married, mm-hmm. uh, hence the invitation for Jesus. Um, and we kind of see like a a little bit of a, a class difference here. Mary's friends, family, they're... Um, probably middle-ish class, maybe lower end of middle class. Uh, and then the uh, their son's 
wife's family is kind of more upper class. Her father's like a very successful trader. Um, and, you know, Mary's friend's family here is trying to to do what they can to to kind of live up to the standards of the future in-laws to impress them. And <clears throat> I don't know how like accurate this is to Jewish society back in the day, but um, like it, it's kind of a big deal in this episode that, uh, you know, the, the celebration go off without a hitch that it's like pretty rad. And because if it's not, it, it's kind of humiliating to the family who's throwing <laughs> it. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I, I actually just went to a Jewish wedding. Um, oh, did you? I did. So it was, I mean, I don't know. It's, it wasn't an ancient Jewish wedding, clearly, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there was a lot of, um, there's obviously a difference, right? Like, I think they did multiple days in, in ancient, like, I think it was like, uh, I should have done my, my homework on that. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's a days long celebration. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the modern is, is, it seems pretty standard to, you know, there's just, <laughs> it, you know, we want one a night. master of banquets. A master of bank. Well, I mean the caterer. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, I mean, I, th I, I'm, I'm sure that the Jewish um, traditions have picked up a lot of things along the way. You know, mm. um, we did do the chair dance. Oh, I nice. can't think of what it's called, but um, <laughs> I ripped my my tux. So. Uh oh. Oh yeah. Oh geez. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I digress. That sounds pretty rowdy. Must have been a great wedding if you're out there ripping tuxes. Uh, yep. But yeah, so um, along the way, uh, Simon has a little conversation with Jesus. Uh, he's basically like, well, this must be a pretty important wedding if you're invited, right? Like, uh, like, because it, Simon hasn't yet learned that Jesus hasn't like made his uh, divineness <laughs> like known to the public yet. Uh, so he thinks that, you know, there's going to be some powerful people of influence here at this wedding. Like uh, that basically Simon is like really chomping at the bits to like get started to start changing the world right exactly like you alluded to a few minutes ago about like the at least simon and andrew thinking that you know we're about to go change the world like today mm -hmm. <laughs> um whereas uh the other students as we see play th you know throughout the episode um who have been with jesus for uh you know longer than simon and andrew they kind of, um, you know, understand. I, I don't want to say like fully understand, but kind of understand a little bit like the process that's happening. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so Simon's just like, you know, like, let's go, man. And Jesus is like, hey, we're just 
<laughs> going to a wedding, man, to celebrate a childhood friend's <laughs> marriage. <laughs> like, uh-huh. like it, uh, don't worry, bro. The tortoise wins the race, my friend. Uh, but I feel like I feel like uh, Simon Peters. He's always got to be like that. I mean, I, throughout the entire his entire um, time. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe like in his later years, he's like, all right, I finally understand. But like for the <laughs> most, I mean, dude, he cut somebody's ear off. I mean, he, I think that's, you know, there, there's a lot of things that that that's, you know, he's just go. And I wonder if. I mean, I feel like you, you put 12 people together, like you need somebody like that. Um, right. Like you need somebody that is, is going yeah. to be pushy, you know, that, that pushes Pete, because if not, I feel like the rest of them be like, all right, let's, let's calculate our, like, like P uh, Matthew. I mean, you'd be like, all right, let's, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's run organize through every, every scenario. Yeah. Run through every scenario, draw 50 notes. diagrams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Glasses <laughs> up. And, and so like, you almost need this. Um, I had a boss that, I'd work with it and um I actually one of my friends that knows him listens to this so I'm very, but um <laughs> so we'll know um Dan will know no but we'd go somewhere and like he'd walk up in front of like 50 people like just cross hey and like start like bringing things up to like a cashier or something and like and I'm like it was like got so you know it's almost uncomfortable because there's like so many people it's just like oblivious to it. And you're just like, I'm so assertive that I'm going to get exactly where I need to go. And yeah. like, that's Peter, you know, he'll walk into, you feel like you walk into something and just push everyone else aside. But I, I, again, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, he, he has that instant, like, let's go. And, and, and Jesus is like, no, like you said, we're going to go yeah. enjoy some food and some dancing. Yeah. We're about to, about to go party um yeah it's kind of like uh i don't know a good ex- a good small example of like sometimes well like i i have an actual example of of this that i can get into but it's like so, sometimes you have these ideas or plans thoughts or Mm -hmm. goals or whatever um things that you want to accomplish that you know are good and that you know are god given to you like god spoke these things to you god called you to do these things they are to glorify god they are to advance the kingdom right um but you know, sometimes God's timing is a lot different than our own. And I am very much like Simon in my, mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't say all aspects of life, but like with the podcast or like anything kind of like creative, um, I am always the the person who like starts running before they learn how to walk. Yeah. Um, and like, I, with the podcast, I have people like Nick who are there to like hold the leash, you know? <laughs> uh, but like you said, like you need, you need both parties, right? Because um, if, 
if he wasn't there holding the leash, I would trip and fall and like smash my face and knock all my teeth out or whatever. But if I wasn't there on the other end of the leash, like, you know, he wouldn't might not be moving forward, you know, because I'm yeah, right. You need the 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 tug of war there. Um, Both people are good for the other. Uh, But like back to this whole thing, uh, like I had been given an idea for writing worship music um like i i love music i've you know guitar here two guitars behind the monitors up here um you know if anyone listening from showboys they know that music's a big part of my life you know music is a big part of my life that's how we met mm-hmm. um and i've told you about this uh, idea but you know i've i had been serving in worship ministry for geez at this point probably like it's probably been like 15 years at this point i started in my like maybe when i was 20 if not like super early 20s i'm 35 now so around ish 15 years uh, everything from running sound at church to playing bass to playing electric guitar to playing acoustic guitar to uh leading services uh, to then leading you know a worship ministry at a at a church uh and within this uh i am just an, a creative person i like to i love to write music i'd been in bands outside of you know church uh, where we wrote our own music we played out and stuff so when I started serving in the worship ministry, of, of course, like I have the desire to write worship music, you know, authentic worship that has come out of me. I wanted to, you know, introduce to our churches and help lead our people in worship that came out of our community. And God had given me this idea of, collaboration collaborating writing worship music with other worship leaders and worship team members from other churches in our area um and i had gotten together with one of my good buddies who went to another church down the road and we spent probably a year at least writing music and reaching out to other people that we knew who are who served in the worship ministry at at different churches in our like county got some interest most of which were people are like oh that sounds like a great idea and then like you never heard from (laughs) again um but ultimately it just ended up being him and i writing for a year and we wrote a bunch of songs finished a couple uh we were lucky enough to be able to do one at the church we served together at, uh, which was really cool. Uh, but ultimately, like this idea that I was like super enthused about and really felt like God had spoken to me to do, and I felt was like important to change the culture of worship in this area. Like it didn't pan out, and it like was a real bummer because I was like, mm. I know that like you've given me this desire for music, this passion for music and this 
passion for worshiping you. And like, I really feel like you were trying to do something here. Um, but it just, it, it didn't work. And <clears throat> that's like starting to morph and change into something else that hopefully uh, I feel will be like the actual reason and actual like end goal of of that initial seed that was planted uh but i say all that to to say that like i can totally relate to simon in this moment because like jesus called him told him what he was to do right he's he he tells his wife like i'm not, I'm not gonna be a fisherman anymore instead i'm gonna catch people i don't even know what that means but like <laughs> uh like god gave me that idea that call that he gave simon and just like simon i was like sprinting from the start like mm -hmm. all right we like this is what he told me to do this is how we can do it these are the things i gotta do like let's go let's go let's go um meanwhile <clears throat> jesus is just like dude we're just gonna go to a wedding like <laughs> we're gonna hang out like you're gonna learn about me and you're going to see some things and and that will prepare you for your calling that is that has yet to come yeah um so i know that was like a 15 minute long ramble but um i don't know i just like really related to that yeah i did too i mean just to follow i'll do a shorter version of your story but <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> but no i mean that's that's essentially like what the nerdy Bible was for me. I mean, I got the idea like two and a half years ago or something like that. And at that point, I, if you would ask me if I was going to quit, you know, my PhD program in physics and, you know, go towards seminary, I'd have been like, shut up. You're crazy. <laughs> so like, even at that time though, I felt very called to this. And so I was very like sprinty and I'm like, you know, like, let's get, let's get these things going. And two years later, you know, like I'm just like, I literally made my first like, um, social media post, like, I don't know, like two, a month or so ago, like right before our, our podcast started, I've been prepared and it's actually in good stark contrast of this episode because we're going to get into Jesus and like how he's been like, it almost clearly shows he's been preparing. And so like, that's, what's really, you know, he's been patiently waiting in the background. And mm -hmm. so like, that's how I feel like with my things, like I, I wanted to take that sprint cause I'm usually that sprint person. And I think I did at times and then like, I'd get discouraged and I'm like, Oh, you know, I didn't get too far. And, but like where mm -hmm. I was when I was sprinting before mm -hmm. is like not even near where I'm at now. And where I'm at now is not even near where I hope to be, you know, yeah. I mean, today is I actually, I, I made the announcement today. I finally a nonprofit. So like an actual nonprofit. So yes, thank you. The golf hey. clap, but no, like it, you know, I'm very collected. I'm like, I'm going to take like, I'm going to take a year and think about it. You know, like that's typically how most things go, but um, it's, it's yeah, I guess we could get back to this, but like um, yeah. Peter is, or Simon Peter is rushing and Jesus is not rushing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so they're on their way to the, the wedding and um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, they get to the wedding. Um, you know, we have a, a celebration, of course, like Thomas and Rama are there. They've, they've brought their goods. 
they, you know, before the party started, they showed the groom's parents, like, you know, here's the wine we brought. Like, it's all the way from this prestigious vineyard. Um, (laughs) Like, what did they say? It's from the time before Augustus or whatever. (laughs) Like, telling them how, you know, the age, the vintage. um, uh, But basically, like, you know, the groom's parents approve of the wine like they're excited they they like what thomas and rama are, are bringing to the to the table um and they start partying man they ha- they're having a grand old time simon and andrew are are getting you know acquainted to uh mary and john and thaddeus and little james big james after he jumps out of the fig tree just kind of like I don't really see him the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> helps my confusion. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they're, they're kind of... Uh, during the party, the the disciples that we have now are just kind of like chilling at a table, talking about how they met Jesus and how he called them. Um, and so far, uh, you know, we know Mary's story. We know Simon and Andrew's story. Uh, it turns out Thaddeus told James, little James, about Jesus, and Thaddeus had worked on a job with Jesus, at least in the show. I don't know the historical and biblical accuracy of this. Um, But in the show, Jesus and Thaddeus had worked on a job, Thaddeus being a stonemason, and of course, Jesus being a carpenter. Um, and during this job, they met, talked, and Jesus called Thaddeus to follow him. I did think this was actually really funny because I, w- I watched the episode, of course, like I do every week right before we record. And I was watching with my wife th- tonight. And they were talking about what they were building. And uh, like, you know, they say that. Thaddeus is like, oh, I can't say what we were building in front of you know the presence of a woman. And Mary's like, bro, I've <laughs> I've seen and heard things that will <laughs> run your blood to you know to ice or something. Um, and he's like, oh, okay, well, you know, we were building a latrine. <laughs> and my wife's like, what's that? <laughs> and I was like, you've never heard of a latrine and Simon, you know, calls it a privy at one point. It's like, you've never heard these terms. They're building a toilet. (laughs) And she's like, Oh, (laughs) it's just, uh, it's just, I don't know. I just, I guess I've never met, never had to explain what a latrine was to somebody before. Yeah. I, that's a new one. Um, I mean, I guess that's a, I mean, I guess you don't know it until you know it, right? I mean, even yeah, that of the, the that's true, that's true. I mean, the privy. It's pretty obscure, you know, words for a bathroom, basically. <laughs> not, not the most popular. Uh, but yeah, well, funny little story. Again, I don't know how if that's accurate at all. I, I, I doubt it is, but yeah, it's hard. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing. I don't see a lot of like backstory with them, so it's hard to like it's hard it's hard to to really fully grasp like <laughs> that i feel like they had to take a lot of creative liberties with with um his disciples yeah yeah for sure uh unless they have some like 
cool like secret historical documents maybe they all had their own like biographies something we weren't aware of <laughs> the second set of the dead sea scrolls <laughs> yeah. yeah um uh while that's going on thomas and rama of course are thrown into a panic because wouldn't you know thomas was right they ran out of wine and they were only i think they were still in, in the first night of the celebration which you run out of wine on the first night back then oy, i mean oy, that is humiliating uh so you know the groom's groom's family is on the brink of total humiliation here uh especially with the bride's parents being the kind of like you know pompous dorks that they are at the beginning of this episode uh, <laughs> the pompous dorks <laughs> yeah Just you can uh you feel free to use that whenever you like <laughs> um but here we we have um simon and peter are going to refill their wine cups and as they're like they meet jesus kind of back by the the stock room i forget exactly what they call it but uh where they're where they're keeping all the wine and the foods and stuff and while they're talking uh carrying on jesus's mother mary uh runs up you know in a panic because they ran out of wine tells jesus and she's like jesus will you please like help us out here we don't want uh we don't want the family to be humiliated this would be a disaster and jesus says you know but my time has not yet come and this is the the reversal of the beginning of the episode here which i i really like i love it when um shows and movies even songs uh but like when when they take something from the start of or it doesn't even have to be the start but they, they take something a scenario a lyric whatever and reuse it later on and uh you know mm -hmm. with a slight twist to it uh so here instead of you know mary saying your time has not yet come jesus is saying but my time has not yet come and mary says you know what jesus says at the start of the episode if not now when mm. uh which i th i love that it's really cool um mm -hmm. and this this brought up a an interesting conversation between me and my wife but uh and I'll, we can get into that after this but um you know it's kind of kind of an interesting like this had to be a weird like just the whole like every interaction between mary and joseph and jesus had to have just been so weird for mary and joseph right like knowing who their son is and then like parenting the son of god like that has to be an yeah. interesting situation <laughs> it is it's I, i've thought about that a lot and i don't know where i've landed fully i mean it's like it's like you almost have to have this like not doubt i can't think of the right word for it but like 
like how do you it's it's like when he goes to his hometowns and stuff and they're like that's that's you, you think this is like that's jesus like this is right this is yeah. mary like talking about that guy that jesus? guy and so what? like you get this you know this perception of of what they're like and and there's just too much humanization you know to it that like i wonder how many times like mary and joseph like forget that i guess that's what i'm trying to think like forget not like doubt that he is because i feel like you know i mean i feel like there's if if you have a child without you know doing the things that make you have a child you know yeah, which like is a, what a literal angel comes to you and be like this is behold this is yeah the son and of so God. and so that's that's what scripture you know <clears throat> discloses on this that it's it's like if you're in that position and you're just like okay well like i didn't this that's how i made this thing right here that's jesus you know like how do you <laughs> but you, then you on the flip side it. like the story he tells uh like traveling to the wedding like oh you mean my friend who you know i cracked my head open at his house when we were kids like you have like yes this is the son of god but also like he's also a clumsy toddler and probably fell over a lot or like you know like those things probably are like, oh yeah, I guess I do have to like parent this this guy, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's <laughs> where like I think it's easy to forget, you know, like you get lost in the day to day. Like I, you know, yeah. you get. It, it, I think it's relatable to any of us. I think we all get, for the most part, get. I mean, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I I get lost in the day to day, and then I'm like, oh, like there's actually something bigger like i have my family here <laughs> you know like not that i forget my family no, but like no, yeah you know you get so lost in what the day is and and you forget the the depth of of the reality around you you know and that's mm -hmm. that's where that's where i feel like it's probably i don't know it's just, just a weird idea it, it's just so weird yeah. to think like you know you're you're just like i wonder how many like small wise jokes that came from it, you know, as it's growing up, like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, like uh, early how it started, like not now, like this isn't, yeah. this isn't how, you know, <laughs> cause the way she did, it wasn't like a serious, like now is not your time. It, it was more of a, like, like you said, sarcastic, yeah. like, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then this is the, so like in, in the scene, you know, Mary's asking him and he's like, no, it's like, it's not my time to like make myself public basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, it, it looks like he wrestles with his ultimate decision here to like perform this miracle of turning water to wine. So two things. One, do you think like in this hesitation, was it like a, a struggle to determine if now was his time or like, was he like, how, how should mm -hmm. I do this? Or like, you know, like, what did you think about that? Yeah. Or was it just like a, yeah. a, a preparation of like getting ready to, he's like, he's doing his like miracle calisthenic stretches. He's like, all right, got to go do something. Let me uh, take a little moment here to answer you. No, that's uh, this is actually something I talked to my wife about before 
Um, she's much wiser than I am in this. Aren't they no. all? Not just you. I mean, just wives too. <laughs> Isn't everyone wiser than you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think he did wrestle with it because it's like, okay, he he realize, recognizes that his time is not here. And that's what he states to her when she's like, hey, you know, we're, we're out of wine. And I think that he's trying to be obedient to his calling. You know, like, like there's a time and place and this isn't it yet. Like this isn't when I, 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 in his eyes, he doesn't feel like, like, I don't don't want to speak for him, but like, it almost seems as if he is just like, uh, like this, this isn't when I'm supposed to, to do this. And, and I don't feel like, I don't know, called toward, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think he struggled a lot with it. You know, he really did. I, I just, I mean, you could see it. And I mean, even so, like, I don't think he, I, I don't think he like disclosed it to anyone. He didn't really let, the, this is considered the first like sign. I think you call it like the first sign, first miracle or whatever that, that is like performed, which, you know, even, before this, he's saying my time has not come, but here he is like doing something that is, you know, they, they call it miracle turning. I mean, I think you turn water to wine. It's a pretty, pretty, um, you know, I mean, probably a different level of miracle that people would, um, yeah, consider it's a different than telling someone to throw their net and maybe, and then, you know, in their minds being like, Oh, he must have known fish were there or something. I don't know. It's yeah. Like, which actually, because if, like he's taking, one substance and changing it <laughs> into a yeah, completely different one. He's doing like a very and, early like chemistry without you know yeah. chemicals. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> like um yeah no I, I think he did struggle. I mean I think that's what you're getting at. Like I don't think he was he wanted to do this and I mean he he clearly gave like it, it's almost like his mother's like it's like he has the he's being called towards this from his father which is god and then he's being obedient to that and then he's saying like i shouldn't do this but then his mom is like hey i think you should do this and classic two parents pitting against each other i mean what are you gonna do and and he he does it but i think it says like Like I, I think he only really had the servants do this, and which is again, this is the creative liberty of Thomas being one of the servants in the, you know, in yeah. in the wedding, and so, um, which is something I wrestled with for a moment trying to figure this out because, because it almost seems like he doesn't want this and doesn't disclose it, but then the show is like, hey, did you see me do that, like the water, the wine thing, like follow me. And so it is a creative liberty there that I, that I seen taken. So I didn't know how to feel. How did you think about that? Like, I didn't even think about that because I was busy wrestling with something that my wife brought up, which was, okay. How do I even start this? (laughs) Okay. So one thing that, I wrestle with, and I think a lot of people wrestle with grasping the concept of is 
the Trinity and their sameness yet uh, individualness. I don't really think that's the right word, but okay. So like God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, one and the same, but also three separate things simultaneously, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's what I interpret it as, or yeah. So with that being said, Jesus is both fully human, yet fully God. So if he's fully God, then how could he wrestle with knowing if this is his time or not? Because he knows all things, right? And it's like the extent of his humanness. Like, was he just fully human in the most natural sense, as in like flesh and bone, he was a human being, but spirit and mind, he was fully God. So that's kind of what me and my wife were talking about. And, and, um, wrestling with so i didn't even like i kind of overlooked the whole miracle to prove to thomas who jesus is to convince him to follow him thing but i think like i feel like man i don't even know like i feel like he was fully human in all senses of the term being fully human but also fully god in the same way but like in that like this is just such a weird concept to grasp and something that I obviously greatly struggle with talking to our kids about like that Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit are like all the same, but also mm-hmm. like all separate parts. Um, but yeah, it's just like, uh, I, I feel like he did. I, I'm kind of like in your boat where like, I feel like he's wrestling with this because he does know when he's supposed to start right and this might not be it but like also i i I literally have no idea how to get what's in my brain to come out of my mouth in a coherent sentence or thought so hopefully you can understand what i'm no i i understand what you're struggling (laughs) with and i think that i think i think a lot of people struggle with that i mean i i'm struggling with it as we're talking right now i mean it's 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 hard to reconcile two different things that you know like god is all-knowing well he i mean it's it's like I, as soon as you start i had people post on on some of my comments and stuff on on i actually had a lot of like just people post a lot of <laughs> social media man but no like it was just like like if your god exists how many or uh, why did why was there why do people die in the Holocaust? You know, that type right. of thing. You're just like, that's a, that's a pretty deep question, man. Like, you know, like <laughs> just to, to make on a, a Facebook comment, like, Hey, you right. know, let, let's talk about the nature of the, the question of evil. But um, no, I, I think that like, it's, they don't reconcile with like, like how does like, it, it's, it's similar to that. Like if, why would God create something if, if he knew that evil was going to be a part, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's how did, how can he be present in the moment and not understand what's happening in the future? You know? And I think you see that all the time. And I don't, 
I, I don't know. And I, I think they're starting to do a good job at it. And, and I don't know if they intentionally are doing it. I kind of picked up on it on the, um, they say, it's like, he says there's 12, like there was a, there was one thing he alluded to and he's like with Mary and she was like, yeah. he, yeah, she's like, you didn't have any brothers. brothers. And he's like, well, you're going to have 12, you know? Yeah. And like, you can interpret that as being okay. Like it's Jesus. He knows everything or God, or, you know, it, he's whatever, like you just said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I think sometimes like he's just incredibly wise and it's like he's been watching these people in the markets and like it's almost like he knows he's going to call them. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong there. But um man, if only we had like it's a friend who is a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> who could like join us. I on, I'm way too early in my or... that's too much theology for me. But <laughs> no, no, not that I just I don't know it. It's like I haven't, you know, like you said, I, I feel like there's certain like facts and stuff I could talk you know, about, and I can go over this and I'm more at this point educated in science, but like there, you know, there's just stuff that you just have to wrestle with for a long time. I'm like yeah. four years into my, you know, you're, you're what, like 20, like, it's just, there's a lot of, a lot of time that needs to elapse before I can wrestle yeah. with those things. But like any listeners out there, if you have any yeah. <laughs> thoughts <laughs> if, or opinions on this, like, please comment and let us know. Um, no, but yeah, it's like your thought there. I just, I guess to contrast it to, to the future of like, okay, so like, did he know exactly when he was going to die? You know, and I don't know if, I mean, I'm sure he did, but I, I feel like a lot of that is like, I could be wrong, but like context clues, like, Hey, I'm going to walk into like, you know, religious leaders and like announce this thing on their whole, like, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of things like, did he know? Like he's doing, he's like, very against the grain. So he's probably assuming something bad's going to happen versus like, when does he in his lifetime gain the all knowing knowledge of yeah. being God. And, right. And you know what? And people go, like, or was it, it always it, there? I don't know. Like, no, you know it, I mean? But I feel like if you listen to pe if people, <laughs> I can feel like if the comments started filling up on this right now, they'd be, it just, I can't imagine some of the things that you'd see. <laughs> and it's, and it's a, yeah. and it, I think these are the types of things that I struggle with because like, I feel like your, your reaction is to be like, well, duh, he knows it all. It's Jesus. And it's like, are, are you act like, is this an, is that an assumption or is that like, uh, like where are you, I, I don't know. I struggle with that because I don't know if like we can assume that right. I don't know. And maybe, and I, and I think it's deeper. I think there's a lot more thought than goes into it than just like, uh, yeah. of course he knows, you right. know, like, and I want to say, uh, one, I'm glad that we're doing this and that we can like one, just have these conversations with each other. But I think also like to the listener out there, like, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, James, but this is incredibly vulnerable for me personally <laughs> to wrestle with this stuff in a very public fashion. Not like we get like thousands and thousands of listens per each episode, but there are going to be people out there that listen to me struggle with some of these mm -hmm. concepts and thoughts and stuff. And maybe some people that I know in real life who I've been serving in the church with for 15 years, like 
and i don't know it's just like a, a vulnerable thing to just be like i don't, I don't know, know. <laughs> it's but it's such a good it's the best response ever there's yeah. i feel like there's so many people that just rant when they don't know yeah and you know i i think it's just so hard to i i mean i don't know i i feel like right now i i'm starting to feel it i'm like i got you know some of my I'm, I'm in seminary now if if you haven't picked up on that and like dude it is the exact opposite i mean of of what i've been going for and so like i'm so used to like that i'm around people that have been i don't know walking with god for like 30 years my teachers are like yeah you know i've been like i've been doing this for like 50 years and i'm like you know it's just so hard because i i'm starting to recognize like i don't know anything <laughs> you know like and that's and i think that's a great pa place to start so yeah you're following this thing called the nerdy bible and the guy that's nothing no i, I mean no idea what i'm doing I, you know you want to sit here and talk about you know gravity let's let's talk about it you know yeah. no but and so i get i i i'm loving where i'm at though because i feel like you have to strip yourself down to the point of like i don't know this i have to to understand that i don't know it for you to even open up to, to learn anything. So right, right. I, I, it is a vulnerable spot. And I think that like, you know, I think we're going to find ourselves there um, quite a, bit, a lot. <laughs> and, and, you know, I think that it's what you do with what you don't know. Like, you know, I, I feel like one of my mottos is in, in the nerdy Bible is to wrestle and, and is to yeah. wrestle with the things and, you know, and it's really like, okay, so like, you don't know something fine. You know, like, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to wrestle with it? Or are you right. going to, you know? Well, and like, hopefully that's the, the, uh, I don't know, call to action or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, the point of wrestling is to then cause you to investigate, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think... um the whole wrestling air quotes to those who are not watching the video, uh, like is, is very one of the misconceptions of wrestling within the Christian community and, and the church is people misconstrue that as like doubt mm -hmm. and not like, curiosity or like the the admitting of lack of understanding and what that should do which what this is doing for me and maybe you and hopefully the listener is like causing you to think about things that you may not fully grasp or understand and then pursue <laughs> the answer to like on your own time, like put the time in to mm -hmm. research, get in the word, like pray about it, like seek the answers, seek the revelation, right? And it will come. Maybe not in Simon's timing, but <laughs> maybe more in Jesus's timing in this episode. But um, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. But like, hopefully that's like, I know that's your goal. And like, I think that's kind of the goal of this series. Yeah. Say, outside of like 
talking about a show that we both like, but uh, is to like wrestle with those concepts and and things and hopefully find answers. I always I always say like I I think the way you used wrestle in that and like doubt is the same way of like questioning something. <laughs> and I think like it's funny like early on in my marriage I was like you know talking about like faith with my wife and I'm like we all just need to question everything. <laughs> you know yeah. like and I I still believe that. You know I mean I think that as a person that's been Christian or following God for 50 years, like, you know, I think you need to question not your faith, but like you need to question why is it that you, like you should always be, be questioning that. You know what I mean? Why? I, I, it's just, you should always question everything. And it is because like, you don't want to walk around like just saying things to say it, you know, or saying things, repeating things that you've heard. I mean, what does that do? You know, I mean, that's where I feel like we've had this, like everyone's a modern scientist, for example, like everyone understands because they read this article one time that said, I don't know, fill in the blank. And then now it's repeating it as though they like, struggled with the math and like the idea you know what i mean like and i'm not yeah. saying like there's somebody privileged to, to you know you have to go through the math to understand it or talk about it but the idea is that like everyone becomes a scientist and it's the same in the faith world is that everyone comes in and they're like i read my bible and i know it said this so there we go and now no one's questioning things and it's almost like taboo to ask any questions and yeah that's not healthy yeah that was agree. my rant. No, so. I agree. Um, so Jesus uh, heeds to the call of Mary here and uh, decides to help out. So he has the servants fill up uh, these these <laughs> water jugs full to the brim, uh, much to the chagrin of Thomas, who's like, uh, they're not thirsty for water, bro. They are here for the wine. And we are out of it. <clears throat> um, Jesus is just like, hey, I'm going to need you to trust me here on this one. Uh, he gives, he asks him, uh, what do, do you know, like the significance of him, like asking why the jars are made of the stone they're made of? Um, did you catch that whole thing? Yeah, I don't. And it's made to never be unclean, as I think he said. Um, yeah, like the stone is pure or whatever and won't stain or, or be, mm -hmm. be unclean. Um, do you know, like, I didn't catch the, the like, point of that in this episode? Um, or if it's just, like, a larger Jesus lesson, you know, that isn't, like contained within this episode itself uh, but he has a, a cool little uh, explanation of why the jars are made with the stone that they're made of um, and with Thomas Thomas is doubting and skeptical and is like not not catching the vibes Jesus is putting out there about turning <laughs> this water into wine like he has no idea what's going on uh, after the jugs are filled Jesus has everyone leave um, turns the water into wine and the party goes on. Not only does it go on, but the uh, master of banquets comes out and he's like, after he, you know, tests the wine, uh, he tell, he stops the whole party, 
tells everyone uh, like, you know, hey, it's kind of like the thing that happens at weddings where, uh, you know, the, the hosts will give give out the best jug of wine first. Um, and as the celebration goes on and people start to get, you know, a little uh, out of their mind, their senses dulled, they'll start serving um uh, the the lesser wine because the people won't notice the taste and the difference and he's like but i'm here to tell you that this is the best wine i've ever tasted or <laughs> something like that um and everyone's ecstatic and the party goes on and um while all that's happening uh jesus is basically like oh thomas you should follow me bro and thomas is like speechless <laughs> kind of amazed and uh turns out you know thomas is talking to rama and he's like after the the celebration wraps up and everyone's leaving he's kind of like telling her about the conversation with jesus and he's like yeah jesus like told me to follow him uh to to meet him and uh where where do they say samaria in 12 mm -hmm. days and and he's like, I just I don't know what to think. And Rama's like, do it. <laughs> Gives him the the exact opposite advice as James just got done saying. Well, just don't think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, I think like I never um, said take my advice. <laughs> no, no, no. I think uh, in in this context though, like um, we've all been there where we're like just way overthink the situation mm -hmm. um, and just spend hours or days or weeks or months or years just in, in like inner term turmoil, just repeating scenarios and, and just overthinking things until we go crazy when really it's just as simple as like having that faith, having that trust to answer the call. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I, what do you think about that uh, whole scenario with Thomas and and how that arc kind of wrapped up for the episode? Yeah, I think I, I think at that point, I guess to contrast it with what I was talking about, since it kind of goes with that, is that like he says, "I can't pretend I didn't see a miracle," and like so at that point, like. I don't think you question like you need to question it in a, in some capacity, but at that point it's like he knows what he saw. It's not a matter of question of who he is anymore to him. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's, that's the, I think the difference it's like, you know, he's already, there are no more questions for him to ask in this moment. And I mean, there are, but like, it's not a matter of like, is he who he is anymore? Like there's something yeah. The big problem has like, kind of been solved. Yeah, like I know this is, and that's what I don't mean. Like, and and so like, I, you know, if you've wrestled enough in your life and you know Jesus, um, then I feel like you don't need to just continue to wrestle the same fight anymore. Like, yeah. wrestle more about who he is. Then, like, you know, you know. I, so I feel like in that moment, it's not like, yeah, something something clicked in his in his head there. And he's just like, all right. Um, 
I feel like any doubt to leave at that point is on whether Jesus is Jesus. It's like, does he want to leave what he right? Has? What he knows, his, yeah, his what he comfort, knows. his routine, his uh-huh. life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, there. Just adding another one to the 12 there, hopefully, in 12 days. I guess we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what happens. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that kind of. Um, Oh, while this is all going on, uh, there is a really cool conversation between Thaddeus and Mary about uh, Thaddeus's trade, right, of of masonry and um, how, again, this is probably just for the show and probably not accurate historically. but Thaddeus's father was a smith, and he, when he was nine, went and apprenticed uh, with a, a stonemason. And he was talking about, uh, man, I wish I, I should start like <laughs> writing down some of the dialogue. But he's talking about how, uh, like Mary asks if if uh, a mason's work is more difficult than a smith or whatever, or she makes a statement like, oh yeah, it's probably a little bit harder than smith work or whatever and he's like no but it's it's a lot more fine right and then he goes on to explain how like when a smith is you know crafting a horseshoe or whatever if he you know makes it and then goes to put it on and it's it's not right like you can melt it back down and Mm -hmm. reform it but like you know working with stone when you uh you know cut it down from the giant chunk of limestone into you know whatever you're making like it has to be precise because those cuts are permanent basically like that's like paraphrasing it but so he says a lot more uh eloquent than i just did (laughs) but it's really cool he says once you make that first cut into the stone um it can't be undone and then it's jesus while that is happening jesus is standing above the water and i think that's like contrasting to so i actually as i'm re-going through this like i think that's what he was struggling with i think it was his personal struggle of like once this once is, we start this i can't undo <laughs> there's this no like back. there's no going back like I, I don't think like i feel like uh that jesus we saw in 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 episode three when he's like um you know laying down on the ground and he's he's crafting the wood and he's, he's just enjoying hanging out, which, you know, it's like, I feel like that part of it is, is gone, you know? And I think that's where even in that episode, you saw him like crying. And so uh, like kind of, you know, tearing up and and it, he says it sets in emotion, a series of choices about the, 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 the stone and what used to be shapeless now takes form. So, you know, so it's, it's, uh, I thought I enjoyed that too. I'm glad you brought that it's, up. It's so great because it's, it's a perfect just like d- description of yeah. what is literally happening. And it'll with, never be the same. Yeah. Like he, he made that first cut, like with that first miracle there, that mm-hmm. first wonder of, of turning water to wine. And that's, that's a great point that you brought up that like, maybe he wasn't struggling with the timing, but more so like being like, 
you know, maybe it's not even really a struggle at all. Maybe he's just like, you know, like this is the start. <laughs> like, like, I guess we're about to do this. Um, because, uh, you know, like uh, someone who plays live music, like I know when the set's about to start, when service is about to start, but, you know, every time before I get up on stage, put the guitar on or whatever, stand from a mic, I'm just like, Oh, we're about to do this. <laughs> you know, like you have that, that moment. It's not really a struggle or, you know, a wrestling, but more of like a, you know, deep inhale in, in mm. anticipation of what's <laughs> to come. You know, what's going to come. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't know if that makes any sense. Maybe that's what he was going through there in that moment. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about that stone. <laughs> uh, it's just a great analogy to it. Um, yeah. Yeah, interesting. It's great. Yeah, they, they did some cool stuff. Uh, I mm -hmm. love that. Yeah, like you said, the voiceover is, you know, we have Jesus actually doing the the turning in of water to wine. Uh, so now that that, uh, section of the episode's done. There were a few, and by a few, I mean like two short scenes of Nicodemus and John, the baptizer in the cell, again, where we left off in episode four. Um, and there's some cool dialogue here too. Again, wish I would have wrote this crap down. Um, but basically, uh, you know, Nicodemus is trying to ask John about you know, he, he wants to ask him about the miracle that Nicodemus witnessed with Mary's um, possession into her uh, redemption, right? And because like we talked about in that episode, he said, you know, basically the only way she is going to be uh, cured of this affliction is by God's work alone, right? No, no human hands uh, can, can fix this or whatever. So he's of course been wrestling with that whole thing, this you know entire time. Um, and he's here talking to John, the baptizer in his cell about this. And um, yeah. What did you think about these, these two scenes here, these conversations between John, the baptizer and Nicodemus? It shows you how, you know, much Nicodemus is struggling because he, he's like, you know, the first scene where he's going into, to help Mary, mm -hmm. he's like going into these places and now he's like going into a prison, you know, yeah. that's probably pretty dark and dingy and, you know, and it's like, he's, in, he'll go wherever now because he saw something that he can't unsee, you yeah. know, like there's something that happened and I, he's like, he has to, he's like, he has to figure it out. And so, man um his story I, I forgot how good it is as it move on but yeah he's just in search he's trying to figure out who jesus is and you got you know um john the baptist just which is he's got stuff all they just they did they went over with his teeth <laughs> like they just they went over yeah. it with you know, his his beard looks so so bad like oh, and he, he yeah he looks um insane yeah. <laughs> so, but He's just, I think it's good because he's like, oh, they're finally, he's, he's just showing excitement because he knows that there's public things happening now. And he's like, oh, like, 
I'd been rocking around, rocking around eating locusts and, and preaching that, you know, that, that, you know, that he's coming and here, you know, it's going to start actually happening. And so um, he's just showing excitement and like pure belief. So at this point, does he know it's Jesus? I. Because there's a, a moment where, you know, Nicodemus finally tells him what he saw with Mary. And John's like, you know, this who who did this? And Nicodemus is like, he, did, he didn't tell me his name. And and basically through the conversation, Nicodemus is like, do you know this man or whatever? And John kind of chuckles and he's basically like, ha do I know him? Yeah. I, I like, does he know him at the, does he know Jesus is, is the Messiah at this point? Or like, I don't know. It's so hard because I don't know whether you, I, I, I think the more that I learn about scripture, I'm like, you, it's so hard to take, like, you can't just take surface value and say, okay, this is what's chronologically happening. It's mm-hmm. just not, I, I don't feel safe anymore ever making an <laughs> assumption. I think that's what I'm learning is, um, but if you look at, at John one, you know, um, it has him being baptized and then calling the first, um, uh, what is he actually, I don't know. Did I miss that up? But, um, yeah, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> no, but he, wedding of Cana, I can't, I don't know when he was baptized. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm assuming he knows who he is. I mean, they're they're cousins, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, so oh no, this is so if you take oh no. <laughs> um sorry, I'm like <laughs> no, while you're trying it. to figure that out, uh another uh, cool moment here is when um, Nicodemus is like, "So, are do, like, do you think you're the Messiah?" Basically, and and John goes into his little speech of like, you know, when Rome came to you know occupy whatever, like they sent men to like clear the the debris and the the branches from and make a path for the the king, right, or for whoever to come through. And mm-hmm. and Nicodemus is like, "Are you the king or something?" He's like, "No, no, I'm I'm here to like clear the the way, make a path, right?" And I was just like, "Yeah." He yes, and he had to have already baptized him because I don't think he got out of prison. I th- I mean, I don't know. I don't, again, another spoiler. I, I don't know what spoiler in, in a two thousand year old <laughs> like I, I don't know. But um, regardless, um. John the Baptist doesn't make it out of this alive. Um, and I don't think. Wow. I don't, spoiler, yeah, I know. Bro, right. I'm on. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, just undo that in your head. Um, but no, but I, I, I think if he went into prison, I think he would have already baptized him. Yeah. And if, if scripture tells you that a dove came over, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and so I, I think that. I think that he would know who he was. At that he, point. No, he has to have at this yeah. point in the show because uh-huh. Andrew 
is talking about being at something of John's and seeing Jesus there. And I, that had to have been the, the, I'm wondering if that was the bap, baptism of Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha, it has to be, mm -hmm. right? Um, because why would Andrew see that guy and be like, oh, that's the Messiah, right? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what would tell so, him there, yeah? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, there's a lot, there's some really cool dialogue between Nicodemus and John here. Um, I highly recommend, if you haven't seen episode five yet, when you get to these First off, if you haven't seen the show yet and you're listening to this episode, what are you doing with your life? But if you're <laughs> planning on rewatching after listening to this episode, I would recommend like paying really close attention to these two mm -hmm. short scenes with John Nicodemus. Lots of cool dialogue. Um, too much to remember off the top of my head. Uh, but basically, we see Nicodemus like still really really struggling with <laughs> what he saw and how it's shaking like his foundations. Mm -hmm. um, again, we've both talked about like his storylines through the show is probably our favorite or one of our favorites. Yeah. Um, for things that I will not, what I'm about to like, I'm not about to disclose some of the things that are happening in the show. I will, if it's like, you know, the Bible, but there's some cool things ha that's going to happen with him. And I'm just yeah. excited. To... Yeah, for sure. Really um, relatable. But it's like, yeah, like you said, Nicodemus, like a Pharisee of his stature would never be caught in this cell talking to John. Um, like John even like points that out and he's like, why are you even here? And he's like, well, officially, because, you know, if you were to be whatever, like found guilty of these accusations, like it would break precedence for Rome to basically like be in charge of this stuff over mm -hmm. a Jew, right? Uh, but if you want to know the truth, like, I have no idea what the heck I saw, and I really need somebody to, like, tell me what I saw or, like, mm -hmm. help me hash this out in my brain, and you seem to be the guy who can help me sort some things out, uh, which I thought is, again, for a person like Nicodemus, to that's that takes a lot to put that out there, <laughs> right? and do that so um man his character arc in the show is so cool uh but yeah that's pretty much the episode so um is there anything you think we missed that we need to talk about no i think that's it i think Sweet. that's it um, well thank you guys i had to do a little stretch there because you know i don't know man i was I'm looping at this for an hour up. and a half uh, that's... But yeah so uh thank you guys so much um and again like like we we're talking about like i'm i'm happy that we have this a uh, place where i can like be vulnerable and like hash out these thoughts uh out loud with a friend but also uh to an audience that maybe hopefully i mean hey if you guys want to let me know wh <laughs> what i'm wrong about or like you know maybe you can help provide some clarity man feel free to write us comment uh you can join our the showboys discord you can write in to the nerdy bible on their website um right yeah yeah i'm actually um i realized what i 
my motto is like to create a space. And I'm like, you know, thinking about it this past week, I'm like, you know, I've never actually created a space for anyone to, <laughs> to, to go. So, um, so I have, I have a, a discord too, that I'll be yeah. doing a lot of. Um, so I, I've been, I've been creating that. And so I'm always checking Perfect. out the, the Showboy stuff. They got a lot of hey, awesome you. stuff over there. Um, it's, a, it's a pop in place. So just, yeah, warned, there's a man. lot of games and different things that they're going over. I'm going to probably, I, you know, I feel like it's hard because I'm like, I'm creating this discord, but I'm like, how do you really regulate it? Cause you know, people are people and people are mean. And mm-hmm. like, that's not like, that's always been my fear of like, all this is like, how do you prevent that? Like, how do you encourage like healthy, um, healthy discussions and not like, you know, how do you, how do you eliminate the bad, the unhealthy ones? So that's, but it's happening. So I got the discord coming. I'm pretty excited about nice. that. I've been building it. And so excited. that'll be live big, pretty soon. Big uh, promoter of discord in general. Love that platform. Um, but yeah, I, I just uh, would ask, for some grace for us as we wrestle with these things and mm-hmm. uh, do this uh, in these episodes. Uh, but yeah, make sure you uh, head over to the nerdy Bible.com. Um, check out the new scientist in faith. I forget exactly what it's titled, but your new blog series. Yeah. This week. Uh, well, actually in the past, the past week you would have, well, the first one in we're doing is uh, James Clerk Maxwell. That's the nice. first scientist. So check yeah. it out. Head over there. Give it a read. It's very interesting. Uh, make sure if you're watching this on YouTube, you subscribe. Um, like James said, head over to our Discord, the Showboys Discord. And uh, in the future, when James gets the Nerdy Bible Discord running, you should jump in there. Uh, if you're listening to the audio versions, please like rate follow review whatever is applicable on the (laughs) platform of your choice uh, where you consume this content it really helps uh these episodes find the algorithm uh sweet spot uh so that would be awesome and very helpful for us uh in the meantime uh we hope you enjoy your week and we hope to uh see you back here next week for episode six Yeah. Have a wonderful evening. Later.